0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left. But again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters... Ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal
1: pets ghostly host, Brandy Stark. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark, and in this episode we are going to take one more look at shadow animals, kind of catch everybody up. We've had some submissions through the website and I've uh, got a little bit more on some shadow animal history through a book that I've been reading. So our first shadow dog, shadow animal episode of 2014. We will start this right after these messages.
0: time for something really scary a word from our sponsors paranormal pets will reappear before you can say bigfoot don't run away
1: swipe it's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface you know most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair. But anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, and we want to hear from you. Listen in, we're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are here for you, we're trying to make life with your pets even better. I know it's hard to believe that can it even be better than it is, and hopefully it's fantastic already. The goal here is to answer your questions, help you out with your problems, anything you really wanted to know, but maybe you're afraid to ask your veterinarian, or maybe it was just too expensive to go to your veterinarian just to ask a few simple things. So that's what you got me for here at Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Call in. We'll see you here on Thursdays.
1: Let's talk Pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Pet
0: Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost
1: host. Brandy Stark. Stark. And welcome back to Shadow Animals. I'm your host, Brandi Stark, and we are going to be looking at some shadow dogs. Now, the first part is a little bit of history that comes from a book called Your Psychic Pet, Developing Psychic Communications with Your Pet, by Richard Webster, uh, copyright 2003. He's got some very interesting stories and a chapter on some ghost lore. So I'm just going to read a little excerpt on black dogs in Britain, but it might actually tie into some of the phenomena that we have reported here in America This starts on page 131. There are many accounts of ghostly black dogs in Britain. They are often found at places related to death, such as graveyards and places where murders have been committed. They are also commonly found at crossroads, which were traditionally burial places of executed criminals and people who had committed suicide. This is because it was believed that the ghosts of these people would be less likely to find their way home if buried at crossroads. I originally thought that dogs were all called shuck, as shuck comes from the Anglo-Saxon word suka, meaning demon. However, they are known by many different names, depending on what part of the country they are found in. For instance, in Lancashire, they are called Trash, in Norfolk, Shuck, and in Yorkshire, Vargas. Usually, these dogs mean no harm and have been known to escort solitary women on their way home. However, there are some accounts that can be harbingers of death. It is possible that these ghostly black dogs are the origin of the old saying, he has a black dog on his back, indicating someone who is depressed. In 1927, on the Isle of Man, a black dog with long, shaggy hair and eyes like coals of fire met a man on his way home and refused to let him pass. This man's father died shortly afterward. These mysterious black dogs appear at night, usually in quiet country areas, stay for a short period of time, and then disappear. Many people have become aware of their presence after feeling the dog's hot breath on their necks. Still others have heard these dogs howl. Harry Mackle saw one of these dogs while living in Stratfordshire in 1968. I was walking home at dusk and saw a black shape a hundred yards ahead of me, he said. I couldn't tell what it was at first. As we approached each other, I saw that it was a Padfoot, the name for such dogs in that part of the country. It was large, perhaps four feet high, and it had a shaggy coat. What I noticed most were his eyes. I couldn't tell you what color they were, but they seemed to glow, red one moment and green the next. I moved to the left hand side of the lane to let it pass. I wasn't scared, as I didn't realize who it was until later. He seemed to not At me as he passed, in that instant I knew who it was. I turned to have another look, and he had completely disappeared. One second I could have touched him, and the next he completely disappeared. My friend Stefan Dardick told me an interesting account of a ghostly horse. Many years ago, when he was a college student, Stefan enjoyed spending time in the desert areas surrounding Santa Fe, New Mexico. One of his favorite places was a private ranch, often referred to as San Cristobal Ranch. This site had been inhabited by the Tano Indians and abandoned during the Great Indian Revolt of 1692. At the time, when Stefan was a student, it was a popular spot for nude sunbathing and swimming beside a natural pool with a small waterfall. Sadly, this idyllic spot is now overgrown and unused with a large keep out sign posted around it. Stefan learned that the area had supported a large Indian settlement at the time. He explored the entire area and was eventually able to recognize ceremonious circles, little mounds that had been houses, and much more. He spent a great deal of time searching for objects that had been washed by the dirt, rain, and erosion. He found pottery, bones, needles, points, scrapers, and other items. I used to poke around one side near the top of a particular section of an ario, which was widely separated by a ravine, where small streams flowed below, he told me. Anyway, on numerous occasions, an extremely bizarre thing happened. As I would scan and poke the side of an arroyo slope, about 12 feet up from the bottom of the ravine, I would hear the galloping hose of a horse. At least the speed and timber sounded like a horse. The galloping grew louder and louder behind me, but whenever I turned to look, all I could see was empty air and no living thing on the ground for a long distance before me. The sound would grow louder and louder until it had all my attention. It sounded as if it was coming right at me, then passed through me, carrying on up to the top of the area, growing more distant and losing volume as it went further away. Sometimes this would happen as many as three times while I was spending hours there. Sometimes it occurred only once, and other times not at all. I can only tell you that you would have to be there to experience it. It felt so strange to have it come directly at you. It sounded nothing like an echo, and I did not seek to find a natural explanation. I spent a great deal of time in this area, and it did not seem to have echo properties. I don't discount the possibility that the area might have had some strange acoustic properties. There are petroglyphs in the area that depict horses with enemy warriors riding them. I also found a small piece of pottery in the area depicting a running horse. I filed this case under Very Strange. Now, there's a reason why I'm reading the ghost horse part to you, because there are times where ghostly horses and ghostly dogs manifest. There are many accounts of ghostly horses that nightly roam across Europe, usually but not always with the rider. People are used to the sounds of their spectral hooves, the shouts of the riders, the braying of hounds that often accompany them. They are frequently referred to as Hackenberg after a German knight called Hacklenberg. On his deathbed, he is said to have told the officiating priest that he had no interest in heaven because his only love was hunting. The priest was angry at hearing this and told him, in that case, you can hunt till doomsday. A popular legend in Devon, England, concerns the ghost of Lady Howard, who travels around the countryside in a black coach drawn by black horses. The coach is driven by a headless coachman, and a black hound usually runs ahead. Lady Howard's task is to pick up the people who are destined to die. The folklore of many countries includes stories of people being carried around on ghostly horses. For instance, the ghost of an early French king regularly chases ghostly hounds in the forest at Fontainebleau. The ghost of Herne the Hunter still rides in the royal forest of Windsor. Odin still travels in the Swedish countryside in a carriage pulled by horses in Edinburgh, Scotland. A headless horse carries the ghost of a warlock, Major Ware, who was burned at the stake in 1670. So there you go. A few instances of U.K., ghost towns and shadow animals, and even the black Angus, which I've always found to be a rather interesting story, particularly because it does jump to the American countryside. Now, since our last update, I have had a few interesting shadow animal stories come across the website. If you are interested in reading these for yourselves or reading more about them, let's see, I think I will start right here. You are welcome to do so. The website is http://shadowanimals.homestead.com/k9.html. Backslash 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 I have tested this if you go to Google and type in shadow animals plus paranormal. I believe the shadow animal site is the first one to come up. Do be aware that I have worked on the site a little bit, separating stories into categories. I've tried to separate them into canine, feline, rodents, other, and then I've been getting some stories of white shadow animals, and so I've been trying to kind of group those together as well. They're kind of sometimes listed in two places, but I'm not quite sure what to make of the white shadow animals as of yet. They seem to have the characteristics of the black shadow animals with the exception of color. So if you have any ideas, feel free to let me know. But these are a few of the stories that have come in. And this one I find very interesting. This is titled Haunted Cabin and Peacock Tail Canine. I found your site doing some research for one of my daughters. She and her stepmom have seen the shadow animal, but there isn't a description that I can find that matches this animal. She describes it as a big dog with a peacock shaped tail. Her dad has a small trailer on land that they just acquired for cheap and we're beginning to suspect why it's badly haunted. My daughter is getting ready to do a cleansing with sage and lavender. It's at this location that she and her stepmom took a walk down this road. They saw the shadow animal as I've described above off in the woods. They've also heard growling while back at the trailer. They have no animals at that location. No dogs, certainly. At home, they have cats and no dogs. The location is at the Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia. I'm trying to find some information about murders in that area or other hauntings reported, but no such luck as of yet. We're not sure if the shadow animal is related to the hauntings at the trailer or not. The two hauntings that they know for sure are there are a little girl of about five and a man that my daughter has heard saying, Oh, shoot, help me. Groaning as if in extreme pain, him walking slowly down the hallway, feelings of being watched. There's a spot down at the dock that has a bad feeling attached as well as my daughter refuses to go to the water in that location. The shore drops straight off about 25 feet of water at that location. She associates it with the little girl and feels very strongly that the little girl, something that something very bad happened to her. The man either was ill or had been murdered and what she... Says it feels like, as I said, they're going to smudge with sage and lavender and then see what goes on. She is convinced that there are many more spirits there than they are actually aware of. There's one room she cannot go in. She said it fills her with panic and her heart beats fast. She feels like she needs to hide, like she's going to have a panic attack, all kinds of not nice feelings. If you have any information, please let me know and you can post this. Feel free to identify me as Barbara. Now, I do find this interesting because I did respond to this initial email. And in part, my suggestion was that it could be the peacock-tailed animal. There are a couple of instances that I, I pick up with here. Uh, one is in the Quran, where an angel comes down to uh, help Muhammad ascend to heaven, where he meets essentially the prophets and God. And this angel is most unique because it has the the face of a man, the body of a mule, and the tail of a peacock. However, that does not match this instance, but again, it's one of the very few instances of a peacock tailed animal. Uh, you do have the peacock associated with Hera, the goddess of the Greeks, peacock feathers associated with warding off the evil eye, and with gypsies as being practitioners of non-Christian arts uh, in the Middle Ages through almost modernity, not quite And the other thing that came to mind was the Japanese, something like the seven-tailed fox or the multi-tailed animal spirit that usually denotes a great amount of age and power. I did suggest these to her, but she did not think that that was quite correct. So if anybody knows any information about that area and would be willing to pass it on, please do let us know. You can email us through the site or through Pet Life Radio, and uh, I will get that message. Early morning event is our next story. Tonight at about 12.43 a.m., I was closing up my windows, and I normally don't look outside. I just look into my room, but for tonight, for some odd reason, I looked out. And when I looked out, I saw the shadow of a dog figure. I ran downstairs, got my dad, and we went outside. And this was done within about 30 seconds to one minute. When we got outside, there was nothing. I stood in the exact same spot that the shadow was in, and I couldn't believe my eyes. There was no sight of it anywhere. If it had run away, I would have seen it, but it was like vanished completely. I made my dad stay outside, and I ran back up to my room and looked out the window to make sure it wasn't anything just on the ground, which I was hoping it was, but I was wrong. It was a shadow. I'm convinced it was a shadow of a medium-sized dog. I also just lost my dog three years ago, and my mom thinks it was him like a guardian, but I have no clue. Does it mean something evil or no? Because I was reading some other sites, and apparently it means something evil, but some other sites say otherwise. I have never experienced anything like this before, and it has totally creeped me out any answers. And of course, again, I have also found paralleling stories of dog ghosts representing both protectors and warding off evil as well as being emissaries for the dead. So again, a hard call. This happened some odd years ago. It's just titled Shadow Dog. I was outside with my sister's black lab. I saw a black dog shape in the corner of my eye. I turned toward it and it was gone. I just assumed it was the lab. But when I called for him, he came running from the opposite direction. I initially thought perhaps it was my dog who was recently deceased, but I'm not sure. Perhaps it was a shadow animal, whatever a shadow animal truly is. Hmm. And actually, one of the last stories that I got in 2013, submitted December 31st. It was an awesome New Year's gift. Recently I watched a television show about shadow people and was immediately reminded of a childhood experience. It happened when I was approximately five. My mother and I lived in a small one-bedroom house and I slept on the couch. In the middle of the night, I was awoken by heavy breathing on my face. When I opened my eyes, there was a large black dog, much like a Doberman Pinscher, staring directly at me with dark red eyes that almost seemed to glow in the dark. It was only six inches from my face and it growled, showing me its teeth when I opened my eyes. Rather than being overcome with fear as I probably would be today, I simply reached up and began petting its head. It stopped growling and stood there, staring at me for another five minutes as I continued to pet it. Then it lay down on the floor next to me, and I continued to pet it for another hour until I fell asleep again. In the morning, I asked my mom what happened to the dog that was here the night before, and she told me there was no dog. It never came back to visit me again, but I've always vividly remembered the details of what happened." I am 100% sure I was awake and I am 100% unsure why I was not afraid. And I find that interesting because admittedly, a large dog baring its teeth with red eyes staring at me in the middle of the night, I would be afraid. However, like this individual, my very first paranormal experience was when my grandmother passed on, take it as you will, maybe it was a hallucination on my part, but I don't think so. Because in the middle of the night, I was awakened by this sense of complete and utter peace. I mean, it was very much opposite of what I expected. So perhaps this is something similar. I have never met another person who has had another similar experience. Finding this website validates for me what happened. I now know there are other people out there who have also at least seen Shadow Dogs. I don't know what the visit was supposed to mean, if anything, but I'm more than happy to share my experience. So kind of an interesting mixture of animal experiences that have kind of come in here. Since we're on the topic, let's see, I wanted to double-check white shadow animals. Now again, I just don't know what to make of these, but this one does have a dog that's involved in it. So I'll share this one and then we will continue to move forward in our discussion on animals and animal ghost stories. This was submitted December 7th, 2013. Although our previous little visitor seems to have disappeared, we may have had another guest recently. Here's the story. For a few days, I was noticing a fleeting sight of something white, like a flicker, but definitely white, and it had substance. It wasn't a miss. This was, went typically in the evening, in the same location as our previous shadow animal. Taft appeared as a black cat screwing down the hallway. I didn't share the sightings with anyone. A few days later, my daughter was in her bedroom with the door open, applying her makeup as she was leaning over the sink and looking into the mirror. Our dog Kaya, a husky, was on her way up the stairs that lead to her bathroom. Suddenly I was a witness to this. She stopped dead in her tracks and with great speed and heavy pounding footsteps bolted down the stairs. That day and the very next day, Kaya would not come close to my daughter. Initially my daughter was resigned maybe that a quick movement may have frightened our dog. That night Kaya would not come near my daughter and seemed terrified of her. Barking at her and cowering away from her, our dog was obviously terrified. I suddenly thought of the little white sightings. I told my daughter and she said she had been experiencing the same thing. for the same few days. I told her one must have attached themselves to her and that's why the dog fears her so. That night my daughter told the spirit, which never causes any ill feelings to either of us, that we were all safe and peaceful people. She told it to please leave as we were a nice family and really didn't care for any visitors. The next morning the dog ran right to my daughter's room and was as playful as ever. There have been no sightings since. So kind of an interesting little side story there. Okay, so shadow animals, Uh, yes or no, what are they, why do they appear? Unfortunately, despite everything else, they remain just as enigmatic as ever. So, But it's still kind of fun to compile these stories and see, really, where it goes. All right, we have just a couple minutes. So I thought, since we were on the topic of psychic pets and communication with pets we might check out a couple of potential tests that you can do to work with the psychic communication between owner and canine. All right. And again, there are multiple tests. I'm just going to give a uh, couple of short ones. If anybody does try these and they work or they don't work, I'd love to hear your experiences. The first one is, again, from Your Psychic Pet by Richard Webster. Uh, Time for a walk test. This is another test in telepathy. Sit down somewhere, and as you can hear, my pugs are thrilled with this. Sit down somewhere in a different room to your dog. Close your eyes and think about taking your dog for a walk. Picture yourself making the usual preparations, then stepping out of the house and starting the walk. Visualize your dog and what he or she would normally be doing at the start of the walk. It is likely that your dog will be standing excitedly in front of you, ready for a walk before you have finished thinking about it. Of course, this test should be done at a time when you do not normally go for a walk. Reward your dog by taking him or her for a walk. This test can also be done for anything else your dog likes to do. It also works in reverse. Whenever I thought about giving our dog a bath, he would disappear. See, bath time test. And I have to say, this is, well, this is not necessarily psychic. I started washing my pugs for the new year, and I will be darned if Achilles is not a bath time pug. He completely vanished. I had to find him. But it's just amazing how they do that, isn't it? A side visit test. While taking your dog for a walk, think about a place on the route that you would like to visit. It needs to be somewhere that you do not stop regularly. If your walk takes you past a friend's house, for instance, think about how nice it would be to visit him or her. See if your dog leads the way into your friend's home without any verbal or physical cues from you. And the last one, what would you like to do test? This is a more advanced test. Sit down quietly somewhere, close your eyes, and send your dog a psychic message asking what he or she would like to do. You may find that your dog immediately appears excited that you're going to do what he or she wants. At the same time, you may receive a clear mental impression as to what it is he or she wants to do. If the mental impression does not come through, follow your pet and see if that provides enough clues for you to carry out the desired response. Bruce, our Labrador, usually wanted to go out in the car. Sometimes he would ask for a game with his ball. Occasionally he would decide on a walk, but most of the time a request for the ride in the car would come to me. He always sat in the back seat, looking from side to side for most of the journey. So I do find this actually pretty interesting. And I have to say that, and this I find funny, while I was reading the book and I had come to this chapter on canines, I was kind of thinking, I wonder if I should try any of these on the pugs. And I swear to you, I heard in multiple voices, we are not dogs, we are pugs. Who knows? The psychologist friends that I have, I imagine, would say that is simply your subconscious making itself known. The pugs, however, I think would say, uh, no, sister, that is us telling you we are pugs, not canines. Anyhow, this concludes our episode of Paranormal Pets, the Shadow Animals update, and we will hopefully have some new episodes for 2014. I hope your new year is going well. Please do remember to continue rescuing animals adopting from rescue agencies, et cetera, et cetera. Let's make 2014 the year that we need no more kill shelters. If you are interested in a pug in the state of Florida, check out Pug Rescue of Florida or their links and their friends. We could certainly always use the support and help. And just remember that adopted pets are some of the best out there. And with that, this is your host, Brandi Stark, signing off. Happy haunting!